Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Mellow greetings, everyone. And welcome back to another incredible episode of the Real Film Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, the awesome Matt, extremely talented, and joining me always, all the way over on the East Coast, my good buddy, Mysterious Mike Talent. Hey, everybody. Damn, Mike, I thought you were going to say it. Slacker. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, Sorry. Uh, The future isn't big enough for the both of them. Nice, nice. All right, so since I realized, thanks to Mike, before recording that I have not done the movie quote thing in a long time, and I really like that and I need to do that, here is a quote from the film we are going to be talking about today. Let's see how many of you can guess the film just off this quote. We're police officers. We're not trained to handle this kind of violence. So anyways, for those of you who are curious and don't recognize that quote, for Real Film Nerds episode 133, we are finally getting around to a listener request. I believe my buddy, Mr. Don Crow, out here in Chino Valley requested us to review this one, 1993's Demolition Man. Uh, this one was a fun one to rewatch. But uh, anyway, um, the director for this was uh, Marco Brambilla. Uh, writers are Peter M. Linkoff, Robert Renault, Daniel Waters. Uh, it's starring Sylvester Stallone, Wesley Snipes, Sandra Bullock, Nigel Hawthorne, Benjamin Bratt. And it's about a police officer who is brought out of suspended animation in prison to pursue an old, ultraviolet nemesis who is loose in the nonviolent future society. So, Mike. I really enjoy this film. Granted, this was one of those films that you and I and other members of our little crew growing up as kids watched over and over and over again. This is one of those classic 90s action movies starring Sylvester Stallone. Man, you can't go wrong. You just can't go wrong. I just, I love this movie. There's a soft spot in my heart for this film. And rewatching it, I have not watched it in many years i'm pretty sure you haven't either the most shocking thing of re-watching this film was how freaking accurate it is to today's world yeah that was uh the stark thing that was uh bothering me a little bit as well uh they do a pretty good job on guessing on a lot of things uh i mean it's still really um kind of silly and and campy in parts but there's a lot of stuff that's pretty right on and uh, I was like, wow, a lot of this stuff exists now. Weird. Well, Mike, what what's some of the stuff that's in this movie that we now have in the real world? Um, so some of the things I wrote down is uh, there's, there's something in this uh, movie called Fiber Op. And it's uh, like video conferencing and stuff. But they, they showed doing it from the car and they showed kind of like a boardroom situation. And I was like, now they have this, you know, you can use iPads and, and telephones and all this stuff. Um, you can video conference. I mean, I was thinking 93, Matt. I don't even think the internet was, I mean, it was around, but it wasn't, uh, 
no one was thinking about putting video conferencing over it. Uh, well, maybe some people were, but it wasn't quite uh, ready for it. No, no way. No way. I mean, I think we got uh, dial-up at my house in 95. I think 95. And it was so bad. I mean, 28.8, you know, those were the days, you know. Uh, they were This movie, I mean, it seriously was so ahead of its time. The, you know, they had the systems that are a lot like Siri, especially in the police station when they just ask it a question and it answers them. That's basically Siri and Alexa and uh, OK Google. There. Now I set off all of them for everyone that's listening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the voice assistant stuff is right on. They're like, turn on the lights and like, you know, all that stuff works. And the uh, constant being fine for cursing. It's like, well, then they're always listening. Right. And that's one that is uh, very frightening that they nailed is how restrictive the society is in this film. And granted, we're not anywhere near that now, but we are a lot more restrictive, especially since the most recent anniversary of, you know, 9-11. We're a lot more restrictive than we ever were back in 93 comparative to today. Granted, we're still nowhere near that uh, the future that is in this film. But it's uh, it's heading towards that way, just slowly, in my opinion. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, y- you know, it's only uh, 2019. The movie takes place in 2035, so, or 32. So we have a few years. Yeah, we got a couple. It'll still be our lifetimes, Mike. And- yeah, and then and then uh, the auto driving, like ours, isn't all the way uh, here for sure, but uh, it's on its way, and it's like, man. They had a lot of that stuff. I mean, I know auto driving has been shown in lots of movies, but it was just kind of the combination of a bunch of things. Oh, and you know what they nailed, Matt? Fancy Taco Bell. We got Taco Bell cantinas. Right. Seriously. You know, it's only a matter of time until Taco Bell does take over the world. I want to be, I want to have a front row seat, though, to the franchise wars that they are talking about in the movie. I really would love to sit there and see, you know, McDonald's like having a bazooka that like launches Big Macs and Taco Bell having like a bazooka that launches like tacos and burritos. I think that would just be hilarious. Uh, well, I, I, I would think I still want, you know, it's probably on the Internet. I should probably just Google it. I didn't even do that. But I, I want to see some uh, three shell diagrams. Dude, seriously, like why? Why am I still using paper to wipe my ass? Why can't I have the three seashells? I want to know how you use the three seashells. Me too, man. Me too. I mean, are they like a scoop or do they like have like some kind of like force field that like blows it off or is it like moist? Do you like dunk it in the toilet, get some water in it? And wow, I'm getting way too off topic descriptive on this. All right. Yeah, it seems like it would be kind of scrapey. <laughs> and I don't know if I want to be shoving a metal seashell up my ass trying to clean it out. That just does not sound very uh, comfortable. And then how does it get clean, man? Like, how do you clean the seashell? I don't know, man. Right. Do you just have, like, this buildup and then the janitor comes by and gets to clean it at night? You know, is there, like, a seashell cleaner? Like, that's his job? Oh, yeah. Uh, Matt, there was another thing in there that I, I, I uh, was going to mention. And it's... Everyone in society has a embedded microchip in their wrist. And uh, I know some people are already starting to do some of that stuff, uh, like voluntarily. But uh, you never know. Could be coming along 
any day now. We we put microchips in our animals. Yeah. Well, and there, yeah, there's that whole, uh, I watched that whole, uh, I think it was a 60 minute segment or something about biotechnology and people that were like purposely planting stuff in their arms and legs and things to help better their lives. But I don't know. I, I hope we don't get to that point. But especially some of the conspiracy theorists will talk about how, uh, oh, well, that's going to be the mark of the beast, you know, is when they start putting microchips in all of us. That's that's the symbol for, you know, the Satan's return and 666 and all that shit, you know? There was also, Matt, there's, there's one other thing I wanted to bring up. Uh, and then I think it can lead into you talking about what you've been doing the last few days. And I wanted to bring up, they call the uh, uh, homicides, uh, murder death kills, or MDKs. Right, and, the video game. And we played the video game, because uh, it was awesome. It was such a cool game. Um, I don't think they use that from the movie. Um, I think that has been a term in some other futuristic type uh, books. But... Uh, that was uh, th- that was pretty awesome because it reminded me of, of the video game. And Matt, what video game have you been playing lately? You really want to get off topic already? I'll try to keep it short. Well, I know it's something you want to talk about. Oh, we also need to talk about MoviePass closing down. Yeah, yeah. It joined uh, the world of my uh, other one. God, see, I already forgot the name of it. Cinemia. Yeah, Cinemia. It joined the world of Cinemia and is officially gone forever. Yeah, Saturday closed up shop. Who would have saw this coming? For those of you who know Mike and I or have ever actually witnessed this playing a video game, we used to play video games not a whole lot. I'd say we were sparing. Um, but there's a handful of video games in this world that really grab us hard. Both of us in particular. I hate to keep using us, but it's true. Growing up together, we have a lot of the similar likes. And this one particular video game just is, franchise is just, oh man, it always just grabs me hard. And I know you love it too, Mike. That's why I'm trying to get you to get it. Borderlands 3 dropped on Friday and I'm already 10 hours in on that game and I freaking just love it. It's amazing. Man, that means you're likely like a third of the way through. I think it has 30 hours of playtime, regular story, minus all their side stuff. Right, but the problem is, is I try and do all the side stuff. Oh, okay. So well, then I've you done probably every have single side quest left. I've gotten so far. I've done them all. So I'm only a level 10, but I've done every single side quest. And one of the benefits of doing the side quests as they pop up is you're a lot more powerful than you typically would be. So the enemies are usually a level below you. So you just decimate them all. Yeah, no, that's that's a good advantage. Yeah, I, I, I really like uh, Borderlands, Matt, and I'll probably be purchasing it sometime soon. But uh, I just haven't had a lot of time lately. Well, you, neither of us ever have time, but I told myself the campaign's 30 hours. If I can at least play for two to three hours a week, even when I'm super crazy ass busy, it'll take me, you know, two, two and a half months or so to beat the story because I dragged my feet so bad on the Borderlands pre-sequel that for me to finish that game, I powered through it in like one day, the last probably half of it in one day over like a 10 hour period. But I beat it because that was one of my goals. I wanted to finish the story before Borderlands 3 came out. And I finished the story last Sunday. Nice. Very good. 
but this I have to say is dramatically better just because, you know, the pre-sequel Borderlands 2, the original Borderlands were all made for the Xbox 360. They really weren't made for the Xbox One. This one is the first one that is truly made for the Xbox One. And it shows. Nice, man. Uh, I look forward to seeing uh, my data connection get eaten up by downloading those nice graphics. You know what's amazing, too, is that they had a day one patch, but it was nowhere near the day one patches of other games. It was only 260 megabytes. A lot of the other ones, including Grand Theft Auto and stuff, they were over a gig day one patches. Yeah, there's always going to be day one patches because the way the 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 stuff goes but yeah yeah and we can get into the whole industry and how horrible it is and all that shit if you really want to know go watch hassan minaj's um episode on netflix about it it will explain it all he did a really good job with that uh episode explaining the video game industry anyways all right mike well let's get uh back on topic because you know i can get off really hard yeah you can is that what he she said we'll go with both that's a he and she right yeah yeah i don't know i i i lost it there i should have yeah yep it's okay it's all right it was it was the thought that counts right yes i have to bring up this one point how awesome is wesley snipes as an actor i mean seriously sylvester stallone he's a great great action star always has been always will be but wesley snipes man as the villain I mean, who else can be a incredible villain and an incredible hero in multiple movies throughout the 80s and 90s? I mean, nobody really does it. You were usually one or the other. You weren't both. And he did both. Uh, yeah, he was he was a great character in this. I mean, it, it was probably a pretty fun role to play because he's so over the top and just kind of loony. But, um, uh, you know, this... This is kind of when he was starting to get um, big, I would say, because he did like White Man Can't Jump, and then he did this one, and you know, there's a couple other movies in between, but these are the ones that I remember real well. Passenger and 57. That, Passenger 57, yep. Yeah. And then he then he went on to do uh, Blade, and like, that was awesome. And then, you know, he didn't pay his taxes. Yeah, well, he also did U.S. Marshals. Uh, yes, the that's the second one, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, The Art of War. Oh, yeah, no, he's been in tons of great movies. I was just lifting off some of the ones that I, I really remember. Yeah, well, I was just pointing out how in some of those, he was the good guy, in some, he was the bad guy. And, but he's still just, his charisma, his character, his, the way he plays it, he could go both ways. And that's not typical of most action stars. They're usually either... The good guy or the villain. Although, you know, um, Jason Statham, he's done that. He's been the villain and the good guy as well as an action star. He's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, this 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 was uh, this was fun to watch again. I actually, this one was, I don't know. I, I think I, I remembered liking it, but I hadn't seen it in a long time. And I think the only thing I remembered out of this movie, which is terrible, is just the three seashells. <laughs> I remember one of the most important things of this movie ever, and that was the introduction of Sandra Bullock. 
Nice, nice. Yeah, uh, this was um, on her way to becoming a superstar because the next year she she came out with Speed with uh, this other guy. I don't know. I think he was in The Matrix or something. I forget his name. I'm just kidding. It's Keanu Reeves. Hey, speaking of Keanu Reeves, you know it came out on Blu-ray recently, right? Uh, Bill and Ted's? Yes. Finally, after all these years, they finally released it on Blu-ray. That is that is cool. No, a movie that we both saw earlier this summer and reviewed, John Wick Chapter 3. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. No, that was great. I think it came out last week. Anyways, doesn't matter. Why did it take so long to come out? I feel like the movies come out quicker and, it, like, John Wick took longer? No, well, when did John Wick, you know, when was that in the theaters? It was only in the theaters in, like, July. Oh. Oh, okay. Hold on. Yeah, that, that's Hold about on, right. I will go to our website. <sighs> to the internet. Or you can go to the website, because I don't want to type anything. Oh, okay. And you can look it up when John Wick came out. Okay. And then I will sit here and talk about a new exciting feature that is coming up, and we will see how it goes. For those of you who are local to the Prescott area or... Don't mind clicking on listen to a radio station online. Local radio station Magic 99.1 has asked me to come in on Monday mornings and give a movie review every Monday morning at 8.45 a.m. Yes, I know. That's early as heck for me, too. So I will see how it goes. But starting next week, specifically September 23rd at 8.45 a.m., turn into 99.1 FM, listen to Lisa Live is the name of the show. I've known Lisa for years. I'm going to be giving a review right there about the upcoming movie that we are doing for the pod that will come out on Typically Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. Somewhere in there. Depends how busy we get. But next week, not to spoil it, but I'm going to. Next week, Mike and I are going to be talking about uh, Ad Astra. Brad Pitt's new sci-fi film. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. We both uh, have a little uh, place in our heart for some space stuff. Uh, it's uh, it's neat. Space is neat. Oh, I thought you were going to say Brad Pitt. Uh, do you have a place in your heart for Brad Pitt? Hell yeah, who doesn't? Fight Club, he was married to Angelina Jolie. I mean, come on. That's true. But uh, they're not married anymore, right? Like, it didn't work out? Exactly. So they're both on the market now. Yes, that's that's a good point. Okay, Mike, so what'd you find out? Hold on, I'm still searching. You're still I had searching to do for it. when John Wick Chapter 3 came out? Um. Well, we released our episode on May 22nd. Oh, it would have been the week before that. Dude, that is kind of long, because that's what? June, July, August? Oh, the 17th, May 17th. Oh, okay, but still, that's eh, three months. Because, yeah, it came out, I think, on September 17th. So that's almost exactly like three months. That's like four months, right? June, July, August, August, September. Oh, I missed June. Did you forget a month? Yeah, I missed June. (laughs) <laughs> it's okay. Nobody likes June anyways. It's too damn hot. Right. I, I agree with that. 
We'll go to the 11-month calendar from here on out. All right, Mike. So speaking about calendars, see, that didn't work. Let's go back to Wesley Snipes. So speaking about someone that uh, helped build the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Mike, how does Demolition Man relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Oh man, I see what you did there. That was a good tie-in. I see how you even like brought it back in to to bring it back in. I liked it. I brought it in to bring it back in. Damn right I did. Yeah. So so uh uh the MCU tie-in for this one was uh pretty easy. Uh, Benjamin Bratt, who played uh, Alfredo Garcia in this uh movie, was also in Doctor Strange's character uh Jonathan Pangborn. Nice. Nice. I was going to say, because you can't use Wesley Snipes, because technically the Marvel Cinematic Universe didn't exist back then. Although, as I pointed out, he did help build it to what it is today, because if those Blade movies would not have been as successful as they were, it would not be to the level the Marvel Cinematic Universe is today without those. And everybody says it, especially when they had the announcement at Comic-Con, Everybody knows, man, without Wesley Snipes and without Blade, we would not have the MCU today. Yeah, yeah. No, I kind of built the foundation for uh, trying to do, uh, I guess, more serious but comic-based movies. I don't know. Um, But Blades were awesome. Well, at least Blade 1 was really awesome. The other ones were okay. Blade 2 was rough. Blade 3 was really rough. But that did help boost the career of a certain someone that we both know and love that likes to wield a samurai sword that is also a superhero character now. Um, superhero wields a samurai sword. Uses a sword. sword and a foul mouth. Oh, oh, Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool. Because he used a samurai right. sword. Yeah, because yeah, he was, well. uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was in in that, and then, um, you know, in in this uh, movie, Matt, uh, Demolition Man, I almost put down Dennis Leary, because he's the dad in The Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2. Except for that's not Marvel. I know, it's not Marvel. Which is a whole another ball of wax, because that's news we really don't want to talk about, is how Sony has taken Spider-Man back. Yeah, no, we don't want to talk about it. Because that will go on and on and on and on. So we're not going to talk about that. And I would say, Mike, go ahead and let's spoil Demolition Man. But we pretty much have been the whole time. And that's how it usually goes in these legacy casts. Because this movie is literally almost, what, 30 years old. Oh, man. Is it almost 30 years old? So if you haven't seen it by now, I mean, come on. Yeah. But, um, you know, if you guys still need your... um Rambo fix. Uh, Sylvester Stallone's newest movie is coming out in a week or two. Uh, Rambo uh, Western. Uh, I forget what it's called. Rambo Blood or something. It's It's got a funny name. It's going to be real, real hard holding that M60 while using a walker. But hey, whatever. You know, to each their own. Yeah, I mean, 75, man. He's still going around stomping on people. I don't know how much stomping he's doing, but all right. And uh, here you go, Mike. It's called L- Rambo Last Blood. 
Ah, of course, Last Blood. And it releases this Thursday. Yeah, I thought it was sometime soon. September 20th. But we will not be reviewing that for next week. We're going to talk about the sci-fi thriller starring Brad Pitt called Ad Astra. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think, uh, you know, uh, we'll, I'm sure we will watch the latest Rambo movie, but, uh, you know, I don't know if we'll get it on the pod. Well, okay, maybe you'll go watch it, and I'll think about watching it. I don't know. We'll see. We'll find out. We'll we'll find out, Michael. Okay. All right. All right. So what else do you want to add about our review of Demolition Man? Um, it's an interesting thing. There's a couple, there's a, there's a, an appearance of someone in here who I didn't know was in it and they're not really in it. And, uh, you know, I probably wouldn't have seen him if you didn't say anything. And, um, then there's someone else who's in here who's like top credited and, uh, pretty much isn't in it either. So I'm like, what, how did this happen? Well, who are, who are these people and where are they in the movie, Mike? All right, so uh, uh, a Mr. Jack Black is uh, in this. Uh, he has an appearance where he doesn't really say anything. He kind of smirks, and he kind of gets a gun taken out of his hand. And that's that's about it um, in, in this movie. Um, and he's... Uh, Credited as one of Dennis Leary's uh, cronies. Crop. Well, well, like cryo something or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever his little crony gang people are. He's in there. And I'm not sure how many more scenes he's in. That's just the one where you can clearly tell it's Jack Black. Yeah. I I think that might be the only one. But I mean, I was kind of looking because you told me. But uh, the other one, which I saw in the credits and I was like looking for him, almost didn't even see him. Because he just kind of snickers in a couple scenes and shoots some people. And that's uh, Jesse the Body Ventura, uh, former governor of Minnesota. Dude, and he has a pre-movie credit. Like a pre-movie credit. His name is on there and he literally is in the movie for 30 seconds total, if that. Yeah, and then if you watch the, uh, the, um, the credits, Matt, of the cast... He's the very last one uh, credited. And then uh, the amount of stunt people on this, I think, outnumber the cast. Wow. I could see it. But uh, it, it was uh, it was interesting. That was uh, one of those interesting things. I mean, this movie has some funny stuff. Uh, you know, some of the, the sayings that they have in this movie are really funny. Uh, you know, like joy, joy. Joy, joy feelings. Yep. Yeah. Do enjoy feelings. Be be well. Do you want to know an interesting one I noticed about the uh, sets? Yeah. They use the San Diego Convention Center multiple times in this movie from a couple different angles. And I'm not sure exactly when the San Diego Convention Center was built, but it must have been built in and around this time period because I remember as a kid going to San Diego and they were working on it, but they used like specifically the front and like just cars driving by and stuff a couple times. And I thought that oh, was kind of interesting that I was able to yeah. pick that one out. Cool, man. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, I guess, uh, besides our ratings, Matt, um, 
I don't know. I, I enjoyed this movie uh, a lot more than I thought it would. But I think part of it is because uh, we watched this when we were growing up in our formative years. So if, if someone watches this now, they might be like, why the crap did those guys recommend that movie? Yeah, dude, that's one of the hard parts, especially when it comes to watching a legacy cast, is the nostalgia factor. There's definitely that in a lot of these older films, especially for me. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, Sandra Bullock's character has uh, a, like a '90s office uh, of memorabilia from 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 the '90s, and and there's there's like Lethal Weapon three poster and a uh, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers uh, album uh, poster, the Blood uh, Sugar Sex Magic. What's even more interesting is think about it. They were literally probably. 91 92 maybe filming this and they had to guess on what was going to be 90s nostalgia because there was another seven years left in the decade you know (laughs) i think they did a pretty good job though yeah yeah i think they did all right mike so do you think people should go watch this movie so i mean i was kind of getting to that i so I think so i think i think you should watch it to see the parallels or at least uh Maybe kind of wonder how the heck this movie that's kind of campy and and uh, a little silly sometimes uh, nailed so so much of the uh, future uh, that's actually happening all around us right now. I think you should watch it, but it is. I mean, it's it's violent, kind of just to be violent. It's it's a it's like a '90s action movie, so uh, just uh, be prepared for that. And there's plenty of cursing. Uh, but because so, it's kind of a gag in the movie since every time they get fined. So it's like they do it even more. Well, and what's interesting about that, I didn't notice this when I watched it as a kid. Even when they curse and like they're not showing the cursing being like a big deal, if you listen faintly, you can hear one of those machines going off. Like even when they're not even near one, you can hear a little bit in the background. It's pretty cool. No, no, they, they nailed that. And like, wow. So that was, uh, so I guess, would I recommend seeing this? The answer is yes. I agree, Mike. I think you should run out and go watch this. But again, you love horror movies like how I enjoy sci-fi futuristic films. I just love sci-fi. It's one of my favorite genres, hands down. I just really enjoy this movie, even though it's old and it's campy and it has lots of problems here and there. I still just love this movie. I think if you have Hulu or Mike, where'd you watch it? Um, I had to, I had to stream it on one of these services, uh, a rental. Oh, you rented it? Yeah, yeah. I didn't have time to get it um, through other ways. Oh, because I was going to say, I thought it was on either Prime or Vudu for streaming right now, but I'm not 100%. I know I checked, it w- I think, all the things, the normal things. Okay. Because, yeah, I know it's on Hulu right now, and that's where I watched it. So if you have Hulu, it is definitely definitely worth a watch. Um, and it's not edited or anything. It's And it's HD. It looks great for what it is. I love this movie. I say go watch it for sure. So speaking of uh, that, let's give our ratings. Mike, how many reels? Uh, I think I'm going to give this one three and a half reels out of five. Well, I'm glad we are sticking to the formula because I am higher than you. 
both physically, metaphorically, I give it four out of five reels. Oh, all right. Okay. I mean, that's pretty standard. I'm a little bit harsher, but I did. I, I do enjoy this movie. So personally, I'm shocked you did a three and a half. I was thinking I was thinking you were going to do two and a half to a three tops. That's where my mind was. But three and a half. That's oh, solid. Okay. Man. That's solid. Yeah. So. All right. Well, next week to keep cramming it down everybody's throat on Monday, September 23rd at 845 a.m. Turn your radio dials to 99.1. The magic. Listen to me talk about Ad Astra. Before Mike and I review Ad Astra, probably on Wednesday. All right. Yeah. That sounds fun. That's really cool. Yeah, dude. I'm pretty shocked that I'm going to be on a radio station. So we'll see how it goes. Hopefully I don't uh, swear. That's the biggest thing I'm looking at. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, yeah. I don't know, man. You're just going to have to try and filter yourself, which I know is not really a thing. I think you might have to listen because uh, I'll send you the link. You know what? I might even just put it up on uh, on our website, you know, in our little, um, uh, what do they call that? Uh, I don't remember what they call it. Anyways. Well, I think, Matt, you, you can ask them to show, show you where the dump switch is and be like, get ready. Yeah. Well, there's a reason why they're having me be in by 830, because uh, when I did it, for those of you who do not know, there was a trial run. Well, not really a trial run. They had me call in on my phone last Monday and talk about it, chapter two. And I thought I, I wrote a whole thing out and I, you know, describing the movie and everything. It literally was maybe two or three minutes of talking. And Lisa's like, All right, I call in and she's like, I'll get right to you. And I'm like, Oh shit. And then she uh clicks over and she's like, All right, you're on the air. And I'm like, oh fuck. I didn't say that. That's what I was thinking. And so she starts asking me questions and I just answer the questions and just kind of roll with it. Everything I spent two or three hours the night before writing just went out the door. (laughs) But I think it went well. Everybody said I sounded good. And the thing that shocked people that actually listened to it, because I tried to tell as many people as I could real fast, because I was like sending people like, oh, my God, I want to be on quick, quick. Nice. And so the thing is, is that shocked the most people is that I sounded exactly like how I sound in real life. They're like, most people when you're on the radio don't sound like that. They're like, you sounded like how you always sound. I was like, well, I guess that's a compliment. Yeah, take it as a compliment, man. So anyways, so Lisa thought it was great. She thinks it's awesome that I, you know, am willing to do it every week. And I'm sure it's only going to be maybe a minute tops. It's going to be quick. Um, but when we recorded on this one on it chapter two, when she clicked over and said you were live, we were not live. There was probably about a five or 10 minute thing. And she actually even teased the segment. I heard it as I was listening to it. And then the segment went on right at nine o'clock. Uh, yeah, I think that's how most things are done now. Well, they have to, they have to legally, because if there is an F bomb or anything else, they have to cut it out and they got to have the time to do it. So anywho. All right, Mike. Well, you got anything else you want to add? Uh, no, no, uh, this was, this was, uh, this was a fun, uh, watch though. I enjoyed, uh, this, this legacy cast quite a bit. And Don, thank you again for, uh, writing in, requesting it. Sorry it took, you know, so long to get to it, but we finally got to it for you. So, uh, I hope you liked us talking about Demolition Man and the, uh, end of the world as we know it. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is it an REM song? What are we doing here? It's the end of the world as we know it. And I feel fine. All right, man. Well, uh, I think that wraps it up for us. So uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. And catch us on our next pod. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie.